Hi, mamas. Welcome back to another episode of the Reawakened Mom podcast. I hope you enjoyed last month with our summit speaker series. The Reawakened Mom Summit was so successful and we had hundreds of moms participate. Thank you if you were one of them. But we are back to our regular episodes. And today I'm joined by the incredible Marta Spurk. She is a triplet mom and is here to help you be visible. She is a genius at getting you seen in the world, but by using your gifts and how you are made and designed to show up in the world. You know those traits that a lot of the time you already know you have, but you don't listen to, or you think there must be something wrong with you? Marta helps you see those as your strengths and helps you celebrate them. I love how Marta shares how she is a teacher at heart, and over the years, she is teaching her clients what she is actually going through, whether it was when she was trying to find herself or working on her own mindset for business growth. Marta truly loves to help people. All right, mama, get your notepad ready for your aha tips because Marta talks about human design, Enneagram, how to be an empowered woman, and so much more. All right, but hold up a sec. Before we dive in, let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt lost in your motherhood journey? Like you don't even know yourself anymore? Do you ever feel like you have no one to talk to about what you're going through? Because it can be hard to make deep friendships as an adult. Maybe you do have people, but they don't support you and inspire you to go after your dreams and goals. You could just be sick and tired of putting yourself last and feeling so dang overwhelmed every day. Does this sound like the life you're living right now? If so, I would be honored to have you join the Reawakened Mom Circle. It is a private community where you can grow as a person, find yourself again, discover friendships with other moms, and be in community with others who are ready to say yes to themselves again. Because as I say all the time, community is more important now than ever. If this sounds right up your alley and you are nodding your head with me as I talk, join the circle. Go to my website, melissaclampett.com and click join the circle. I can't wait for us to grow together. I'll put it in the show notes so it's easy to find. We're so happy you're here to listen to our conversation. Let's dive in to today's episode. Welcome to the Reawakened Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Clampett. I am so grateful you're here. This show is for you if you find yourself always putting others' needs before yours. You naturally take care of others first. You find yourself in constant comparison with other moms. You put your dreams, goals, ambitions, and passions on hold. If you raised your hand and said, that's me, this show is for you. You are not alone. My goal with this podcast is to show you it doesn't have to be this way. I invite you to join the weekly conversations and learn mom hacks, proven strategies, techniques, and mindset tips to reawaken who you truly are. Some episodes, I'll be here riding solo and riffing on a specific topic. Other weeks, I'll invite moms and experts to share their stories and journeys on how they reawakened their life. We need your voice out in this world, so stop hiding, stop dimming, stop following, and start knowing, shining, and leading because you are not alone. Let's reawaken the passion living inside of you together. All right. Hey, everybody. I am here today with Marta Spurk. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. 
Oh my gosh, absolutely. I can't wait to to dive in because you have such a wealth of knowledge and such a unique story, I guess, of, of anyone that I've had on because I'll share in a little bit how many littles you have, um, you know, save that for like a minute. But yeah, so I, I'm super excited and you are just so passionate about what you do and empowering women. And I love that. And that is what I want to share with all the, all the women and mamas that listen to. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Excited. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let me do a little, little intro. So Marta Spurk is a wife, a triplet mom. So there I gave it away. She's a triplet mom, a TEDx speaker, which her TEDx talk is so fabulous. Like you have to go listen to it. It's amazing. She's an author, an empowerment coach, and a marketing strategist. She helps women simplify marketing their business with a personality-based, which we'll have to get into that, approach that reduces overwhelm and procrastination. And so they can step into visibility, credibility, and profit, all the things. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Before we dive into the personality-based approach, because I love that, would you please talk a little bit about, because I'm sure everyone is wondering, life being a triplet mom, can we dive into that? Like, all of it. Like, how is it that you have this amazing business and then you're a triplet mom? How is it with triplets? Like, are you completely, were you completely shocked when you oh, found out you were going to be a triplet I mom? still am. <laughs> I don't think the shock ever goes away. I mean, it's all I know. Yeah. Because I, I only quote unquote have the triplets, but yeah. So long story short, I'm originally from Brazil, born and raised through the years, because my mom is a pastor, she got very involved with an American uh, church in Oklahoma. And that's how I eventually met my husband was in this church. And after five years of sort of dating long distance, we (laughs) decided to get married. And that, that was the first big adventure really was leaving my family behind uh, to marry somebody that I didn't really know. Like we had known each other, but for any, anyone uh, used to the idea of long distance, it's, different, right? And especially when it's in a different country, it's not like long distance in a different city or state. So it was lots of adjusting to do, but we've been married for over 12 years now. So it's congratulations. It's been, thank you. It's been quite the journey. And then we added triplets to the craziness in 2016, which was a huge turning point in my life in many ways. And the catalyst for me to start this empowerment business Once I realized that I had this responsibility of imparting something to my kids and also feeling the confusion. I mean, can we talk about postpartum confusion and like, who am I? What, what is my identity here? And obviously this is a lifelong process of understanding who you are, but the more I've been reflecting on this after starting my business, the more I see that no matter where you put me, no matter what I'm doing or what capacity I am, you know, serving, I am going to be who I am. Mm -hmm. Right. And throughout life, there's lots of questioning of who are you? What can you contribute? Especially as a woman, I feel when you have your, your partner who has their career. And so you're trying to figure out your path and then add kids to the mix. It could create lots of confusion. And that's, that's the space where I created my business that had lots of twists and turns. I started focusing on moms because I tend to talk about the things that I'm going through and support people in what I'm going through the infamous, I'm a few steps ahead. Let me support you because I'm a teacher at heart. So I started teaching English when I was 14 and 
that has been like, this is me. So if we talk about that identity, no matter where I, where I am, I'm going to be teaching something, whether yeah. it be languages or whatever have you. So this is what I've been doing with my business. And in the coaching capacity is teaching people something, you know, finding yourself. And then later on working on your mindset for business growth. It was literally what I was doing with myself. I was helping people with, you know, so the point where I was helping people with their mindset was the point where I was working with my mindset and working with my emotions and resentment towards the industry and social media. And, you know, and even with myself, like, why don't I know what to do already? What's wrong with me? You know, right. And then, and then sharing this with people and realizing, wow, there's lots of people that are thinking the exact same thing that are also very lost. So let's commiserate here and, and find support. And I've landed ultimately in the, the marketing piece because that's something that's come naturally to me. And what's interesting is that a lot of the clarity that I've gotten and therefore the growth, because I feel like they go hand in hand of my business came during the pandemic when people came, like so many questions were around, how are you doing this still when you have kids not going to school? They had just started going to preschool, Melissa. Aww. And the pandemic happened. And I was like, no, my freedom has been taken away from me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was, it was very devastating. I was very lost for a few months. I contemplated like, this is the end. There is no business. Granted, I wasn't even making that much because I hadn't found that clarity yet. I did start with network marketing. That was the whole thing. I started with a, a fitness company. It was Beachbody. And it was the whole thing of, I want this for me. I want to lose the weight. And then I can help some people. Like it was always that, you know, I'm doing this. Then I can share a little with somebody. And, but that's when I realized this love that I have for personal development, because there's such a focus in business building on your mindset and your personal growth. And I remember one of the rewards that you, that you would get from reaching certain goals in the company was either a talk with a famous speaker, like a girl, wash your face, Rachel Hollis. Rachel Hollis. Yeah. Rachel Hollis, John Maxwell, whatever have you. And then one day I got a book from Brenda Burchard as a reward. And I was like, how do I do this? How do I become this person Mm -hmm. that companies hire to come speak and teach that writes a book? You know, that is when it started for me in like 2017 is when I started having these thoughts. Mm -hmm. But anyways, during the pandemic is when people started asking me, how are you doing this still? And then I was like, huh, this is what I know, but people outside are thinking this is some extraordinary feat, (laughs) you know, I guess I better start sharing what I'm, what I'm doing. What am I doing? And that's where the marketing piece came about is me understanding that I really love creating the structure and the exposure and all of that. So the juggling comes from just me being who I am and being very driven but also I feel like a natural talent and skill for the visibility and exposure and consistency and determination to, to getting what I want. And even having the triplets was a result of the termination because we tried conceiving for over a year. And then finally I went to a specialist and the very first treatment that we did, which was hormonal stimulation worked really well. So mm, it did. Yes, <laughs> it, it did. You were a success story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I resonate with like so much that you share. Cause I used to be a school teacher and I have always known growing up. I knew I wanted to help people. 
And back in the day when I was little, I was like, those are nurses and those are teachers. Mm. Those were like the two things that I thought, oh, these are the people that help people. And I was like, I do not do well with blood or things that are sick or people that are sick or animals that are sick. I was like, I'm going to be a teacher. Mm. And so I taught for a really long time. And then I got into network marketing. And again, the same kind of thing, like I want to do this for myself. And then it led into, wait, I want to help people. And then I was seeing success. And then I was helping other people be successful. So a lot of what you said really resonates with me and all that, the personal development. Like we always said, it's personal development with a paycheck because you don't realize how much you are going to grow as a person by doing whatever you're doing, you know, selling shakes, help with fitness, trying to lose weight, because all of those things really have nothing to do with that thing. It's really the emotional part. It's really the mind that you need to change or shift whatever that, that habit is that they're doing to have that success. So I resonate with so much of what you just shared. So thank you for sharing all that. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. So I went and did a little bit of research on you too, because I was like, this is all about moms. And I saw this one conversation that you had on a TV station and you talked, you remember this? You talked about the three types of moms. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, this was probably like your early stages. I have no idea. I didn't see the date, but I was like, I love this because I just did one of your master classes, which is all about like visibility and how to get out there and the talk and all these kinds of things. And I was like, wait a second. Like I just did a podcast episode about like holiday stress. Like this is something I like pitch to like a TV station around this time. But I was listening and I wrote down the three types because you're the generous mom, the buy the book mom and go with the flow mom. And I thought that was so clever because everything you described, I was like, yes, I could like pinpoint different moms Mm -hmm. that could fit into that. And it was all about like holiday gift giving, or it was like Valentine's day gifts. But I thought it was really clever. Do you still do anything? I know you do a lot with like personality based approach, but like, tell me more about what you do with that or like how you came up with these three moms. Yeah. So uh, all of that came from my own journey with the Enneagram. Are you familiar with the Enneagram? Yes. I don't know which one I am, but I know about it. Okay. Yeah. So it's a personality framework. Many people are familiar with assessment, personality assessment, assessments that are out there like DISC, StrengthsFinder, Myers-Briggs, and the Enneagram is not a test. The Enneagram is actually a framework and it's called Enneagram because there are nine uh, points in this diagram, right? (laughs) And so it's it's an actual diagram and then there's an actual like specifics to the points and all the connection between the types, but there's nine types. And then there are so many different schools of thought on that. Like you should, you name the types? No, because then you stereotype them. Let's just name them for the numbers, but there are infinite uh, sources of information, podcasts, accounts out there that can talk about the specifics of each of the types. And that's something that I bring in my book. So that was one of the first tools that I came across in my personal development journey while still in network marketing that I felt seen. I remember listening to songs by this band that then created a song for each of the types. And when I listened to my type song, I was crying for days. And I was like, this is me. There's nothing really wrong with me. This is just the way that I am. Wow. And there are other people out there that are like this. So let's all, you know, band together and support each other. And also understand that there are people that see the world so vastly different. They're not out to get us. They're just not the way that we are. So Mm -hmm. that opened up my eyes, especially in the context of having triplets and understanding my gosh, maybe all three of them are going to be completely different from who I am. How do I make sure and honor their individuality? 
and not put them against each other or try to make them who I am to make it easier for me because ultimately it's not going to be. And it just opened my eyes to so many things. And I started seeing that in the context of business. What if I am attracting clients that are different from me and I am trying to put them in a box to be who I am, especially when I talk about the marketing and visibility piece, because I started noticing that some people don't have an easy time talking about themselves, don't have an easy time with self-promotion, with putting themselves out there, with showing up on camera. And to me, it's like, my gosh, just go ahead and do it. You know, come on, you need to talk about your business, you know, but for some people, it's just not the way that it works. And your business is a reflection of you. So you want to create something that honors you instead of trying to be who you're not, because we all know that's recipe for frustration. So I started incorporating a lot of that in the work that I do. And especially after publishing the book, I started thinking of ways I could simplify the Enneagram because it is tricky in the sense that once you kind of pinpoint the one you resonate with the most, in order for you to benefit from this tool, it's important to understand all the other eight types. But not everyone is interested in going deep into that. And I see how much of a loss that is. So I started thinking about ways of narrowing them down. And there are actual ways when you go and study the theory behind it, that you can group the types in different ways. And one of the ways that you can group the types is talking about their stance in the world. So there is an aggressive stance, there is a withdrawn stance, and there's a dependent stance. And that's where I based off the three types. Okay. So being that there are nine, being math wise, there are three types that have an aggressive stance, three types for the dependent and three types for the withdrawn. And that's where I came up with actually, I, I, I have different names for them when I'm talking entrepreneurs and in general terms, feelers, thinkers, and doers. And when I did the TV segment, because I pitched a segment for Mother's Day, that's when I came up with the other names gotcha. uh, for them to be like, you know, I'm not going to say this is the feeler mom. It doesn't make much sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I just <laughs> kind of changed it a little bit so that it would be cuter to work out on there, but it really applies to everything. It could be the mom. It could be the wife. It could be, you know, anybody could use this depending on what their business is or the child, you know, do you have a feeler child? Do you have a thinker child? Do you have a, a doer child? Those are the, the three types. And I feel like that has been People feel so seen when they realize that there is a pattern to the way that they are. And it could both be triggering, but also very helpful and empowering once they realize, well, if this is naturally the way that I am, how can I leverage this to my benefit, you know, instead of having this work against me? Yeah. Like focusing on your strengths. So the things that you are good at versus like, oh, let me just focus on my weaknesses and bring my weaknesses up or the things that I'm not as strong. in. it's like, no, like focus on the things that you're great at things that it's like, you just said, like, it's easy for me to talk to people. Like, what do you mean? It's easy for me to go on camera. I love it. But some people, like you said, are like in the bathroom, like sweating and they're like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's completely valid. And we need those people to be that way because the very aggressive ones. So the the doers are the aggressive stance, which is me. I have no problem taking risks and putting myself out there, but that comes with a price. At times I may not look into the details and fail because of that. So I need the people that are more behind the scenes that are more analytical, that love the spreadsheets to support me. (laughs) Yeah. 
Right. And looking at your zone of genius, I have gotten into human design Mm -hmm. and I just like what you said, where with Enneagram, like, oh my God, I feel seen. I was like, this makes so much sense. Like, wow. So there's nothing wrong with me. If I like have all these ideas and I don't finish them, like there's, that's not wrong. Like I'm not a failure because I didn't finish everything I started or I started 10 books and got like a quarter of the way through and didn't complete, like that doesn't make me bad. It was just like you were saying, I was like, Oh my, thank you. Like I can feel more whole in myself Mm -hmm. because like I'm actually made this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really realizing there's nothing missing. The only thing that is missing is self-acceptance. Right. And that's a lot of the core of my message in terms of empowerment is I don't believe when we transform, we transform into someone different. Transformation to me is becoming a more self-accepting version of who I am because then I get to be who I really am instead of Mm -hmm. trying to fit and mold into what I think people want from me. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So you're, you're all big on like personality types. Do you use all that? Like, do you do like when you do one-to-one coaching, like, do you kind of look at the Enneagram or human designer and do you look at kind of all of those things to say, okay, this is, this yes. is why, and this is how you can best utilize like your personality, like strengths. Definitely. So yeah, I do have a quiz for these three types. So, so based okay. on what I created that people can take and and realize where they're at. And that's something that I do use in my programs to know where people are coming from. But it's interesting because when I start talking to somebody, I can already kind of tell what they are. Usually the, the distinction is you're either a doer or you're not. And then we get to look into the details to see if you're a feeler and thinker, because they're drastically different from the other two, from, you know, the doers from the other two. But I, I have actually, it's interesting that you mentioned human design because I started diving into it last year and now I'm in the process of getting a certification on it. And I have been using it more and more with clients. I'm starting it with myself and understanding it more, you know, comparing it with friends and my family, like my kids, my husband's and yeah. seeing these patterns. But it's been interesting, like the more that I infuse it with clients, how much more clarity they get on what, what should I do next? Cause that's a lot of, I feel the pressure that you get in coaching. And I feel this myself on the other end of, let me pay someone to tell me what to do. Absolutely. And there's benefits to that in terms of guidance, when you're completely lost in something that you have no idea about and you're getting shortcuts, but then there comes a point where you just need to listen to your gut. And we're not really taught to do that throughout life as children. Like as soon as we start growing, then it's listen to what people are telling you, (laughs) you know? So, and then people are telling us, you know, you're, you're a woman, you need to listen to your intuition. You have motherly instincts and all that stuff. And it's like, sure. But how do I tap into that intentionally? Not just when, you know, my survival brain's coming in to tell me something is absolutely wrong and you need to jump in. Right. I need to be able to do this at will. How do I do this? And I, and I have found that human design is super helpful in that sense of how can I make a decision right now? listening to myself, not just when that thing is literally screaming at me because it's something big. How can I make small decisions? Like what should I wear today? What do I feel like eating? You know? So yeah, I definitely tap into that with, with clients in, in different ways and group settings and one-on-one. I have a membership as well. Lots of fun stuff. Yeah. So is that what I'm, so I'm very curious, is that what you do for yourself? I'm sure as like a multiples mom and, you know, any, you know, moms listening that have, you know, twins, triplets, quadruplets, I'm not sure how, you know, who's listening that has what, but you know, how do you do that? Cause I've only had one at a time yeah. and I know like the struggles going through that or then having a baby and then having a two and a half year old 
So like, how did you work through that yourself and still do that where you are listening to yourself as your kids are like running around crazy and you're trying to run a business or have a client call or like trying to get dinner for everybody and nobody wants anything you're making? Like, how do you do that in the day to day where like you feel successful listening to your intuition? Yeah. Well, I feel like these tools have actually have been really, really helpful in that sense. And ultimately in separating myself from my kids and separating them from each other. And even my husband too. Mm -hmm. And I feel, I feel like that's the biggest thing. And that's one of the things that they say about human design is that it's this art or science of differentiation. That's when you see that you're so unique. So how do you work with that? Now, the tricky thing though, is that because it's based on birth charts, all my three kids have the same chart. Right. And that's, and that's something that I feel the Enneagram has been helpful because Enneagram has nothing to do with your birth information. It's really based on your motivations, right? So first thing you wake up in the morning, you open your eyes. What is your motivation to actually get out of bed or last day on earth? What is your main motivation? Right. And that's when you get to pinpoint, "Mm, would I rather be recognized for something that I did? Or would I rather help somebody in need? (laughs) You know, like what is your main motivation? So you kind of start eliminating, no, I could sacrifice this part. Like this is not as important for me, top priority type thing. And I've been able to use that with my kids and see, especially as they're growing now, because they're almost seven, how their priorities and their motivations are different. You know, some, one of my boys, he doesn't really care about certain things but there are certain things that are super important for him. And I get to pay attention to that. And same thing with my husband, there are things. And I've, I've loved also tapping into like the love languages that has been super helpful to me. And I am always bringing back and comparing it to the Enneagram and seeing like, for example, my Enneagram type words of affirmation is super important. My husband couldn't care less about words of affirmation, his more acts of service. And that has a lot to do with his personality type and his values and, and obviously his chart as well. Yeah. So all of that comes into play. So I feel like all of that has been super helpful to me and also to become aware of my tendencies of workaholism, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, cause like I said, I'm a very determined person. I have lots of masculine energy in my chart. And this is also very present in my Enneagram type of being very focused to sometimes the detriment of my relationships you know, I can ignore your emotions and your feelings, heck, even my own, because I want to reach these goals. But when somebody's outside looking at me, they're like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. You're accomplishing all of these things, but they don't necessarily know what I'm going through emotionally because I'm really good at hiding those things. And then you have other people that are really good at showing the emotions, but they may not be as great as getting to the end of something, you know? So (laughs) there is, there's like, I I feel like you're attacking me right now. (laughs) I feel attacked. There are so many sides of this and there is no right and wrong there. It's just is right. And that's the differentiation. And that's where it's so beautiful that we get to live in this world together and help each other out. Because I, I, when I do my talks on the Enneagram, I say, if the the entire world was made up of analytical people, attention to detail and engineers, architects, it would be boring as hell, you know? But then if all we had were artistic free-for-all people, we wouldn't have bridges, airports, airplanes. So it wouldn't work. Right. We need all of it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's so beautiful. And just like all working together and, you know, and shining everyone's light and their gifts, you know, and what they're great at. So I have a question too, because if you're all about like visibility, I was wondering, like when you work with people who say maybe are like, oh my God, I cannot get on stage. I cannot talk to people. I can't have a conversation unless I like write the whole thing out. 
Like, what do you, what do you, what do you, how do you get them visible? Like, what do you have them do? I'm just curious. Cause that's not me. Like I love talking to people. Like I love a crowd. Like I, I would love to be on TV, like talking in front of people being on stage. I'm like, I love to like, just do that. And it feels like it comes natural to me, but so many people are like, Oh, I cannot do that. I cannot do yeah. what you do. And I'm like, what do I do? What do you mean? Yeah. What do you do with those people? I'm curious. Cause I'm, that's not me. So I'm like, how do you help right. them be visible? If that is so uncomfortable for them, like, how do you get them past that step? Yeah. It's interesting that you're asking me this. Cause the more I've been talking about the TEDx and the TV, I've been getting people literally messaging me saying, I'm not ready to go to TV, but how can you help me? And my answer is friend, if you're an entrepreneur in that sense, right. If we're talking entrepreneurs, yes. you still need to talk about your business and you still need to have people know that you exist. So whether it be by doing networking or doing more podcast interviews, I, that is actually the number one thing that I recommend people getting started with, because that's such an easier win than applying to TEDx. You're not going to do a TEDx every day, but you could be interviewed in a podcast every day if you would like, you know, if you made all the connections and started pitching and doing all the things. So it's something that it's easier for you to get to. And there are so many different shows. There are shows with barely, you know, an audience. So that's a great place for you to get started. Not many people are going to listen to it. So if you completely bomb it, then that's fine. <laughs> and you, which I don't really believe in that, but just, you know, cause some people are so, so afraid of yes. saying something wrong and it's like, who cares, you know, just right. say, talk about what's on your mind and people are going to get value out of it. It's uh, starting small, right? If you're not ready to go to TV, that does not mean that you get a pass on talking about your business because otherwise you're not going to, you know, increase your revenue and make sales. You still need to make yourself vulnerable, whether it be that you're more of a private conversation type person and you thrive in that, which I got to say, that's something that I've struggled with before because I'm more of a group vibe type person yeah. at times and having those intimate conversations and uh, being the patient listener. When if it's with the client, obviously it's different than a one-on-one -on -one interaction. And I feel like, cause we're both part of the polka dot powerhouse. I feel like that has helped me grow so much in terms of those one-on-one -on -one interactions of actually having to match my energy with that person, because not everybody's going to be super bubbly like I am. And in the beginning, that was hard for me. Cause it's like, do you not like me? Why aren't you right. smiling at my jokes? <laughs> you right. know, but some people are like that. So you get to see this wide range of personalities and Anyway, but I would say there, there are different stages to this. And as you get more comfortable, there are so many uh, speaking coaches out there and even marketing coaches that say how to thrive in your business as an introvert. It doesn't yeah. mean that you need to be on a talk show tomorrow. You just need to get comfortable talking and whether it be in a, you know, one-on-one -on -one scenario, if, if you feel more comfortable with that, you need to be able to articulate what it is that you do so that people can know whether they need what you have or not. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that. That makes total, total, total sense. So I just was curious about that because like you said, there's so many different types of people and, and, yeah. and different people. And I, I felt the same way. Like I go to a polka dot call and I'm like, okay, three, like there's probably gonna be three people that will like match my energy that I want to spend time with. But I like how you're also looking at it. Like, but you can also learn and have that experience with people that aren't like you or that aren't as bubbly, or maybe that you have to draw a little bit more, you know, ask them more questions yeah. about themselves because they aren't going to be as open exactly. to just share whatever they need a little bit more help and prompting. I used to be a school teacher. So prompting yes. to like come out with the answer. Yeah. It's all practice. Right. And especially as business owners, I feel like that's something that we need to strive to is put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. The more awkward you can get in life, 
the more you're going to grow. <laughs> I love it. What was the Instagram thing that you did the other day where your face was green and you look like the Grinch? Like, what was that? I, I think it was a She-Hulk, but it kind of looked like a Grinch thing. It looked like the, I was like, your face was green. It caught my attention. I was like, oh my God. And it was right around Halloween too. So I felt like it was a, it was a good, it was a good fit, but it was, I think the real was something along the lines of you're feeling lonely in your personal development journey. So join my book club right. and you're going to, you know, connect with people. We need to connect with people, whether you're super extroverted or not, we need each other, right? Because also that's how you learn more about yourself, you know, and talk about putting yourself in awkward situations. I mean, triplets has helped me learn more about myself than I could ever learn. Marriage has done that and owning a business, right? Every time you need to interact with a human being, you are being challenged, right? What do you believe in? Cause you're going to have to open your mouth or do have some type of reaction. <laughs> right. So yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, totally mindful of the time, but is there anything that you, you've dropped so many great nuggets. Is there anything that you haven't shared that might be on your heart for the moms, the women that are listening today that you might want to want to like tell them? Well, I think to wrap it up, something that I've been saying a lot is, especially when it comes to human design. So for anybody who's familiar, I am a 6-2 sacral generator and understanding that 6-2 profile has been super helpful to me to see that I am, I have this calling, I suppose, of being a role model, right? Of showing people what I'm capable of doing, modeling these things, and then telling them you get to do it too. And so what I want, you know, the ladies listening to this to take away is that they have gifts. They have very unique gifts. They have things that nobody else on this earth at this time and place can do and provide to the world. And I feel like as moms, it's so much easier for us to look at our kids, right. Mm -hmm. And be like, oh my gosh, you're so unique. I can't believe how much I love you. And we get to do that for ourselves, right? We get to look at ourselves and say, I am still that little girl as well. If I was my own mom right now, how would I feel about myself? You know, how would I talk to myself in realizing that I am so unique and I have so many amazing things ahead of me, regardless of my age, right. And, and be really that parent to yourself that maybe you didn't get to have, regardless of how amazing parents or not you've had as an adult is your responsibility to reparent yourself and to tell yourself better stories, tell yourself better things and have people in your life that recognize your gifts and prompt you, encourage you to share them. That's great. But at the end of the day, be that person for yourself, right? Recognize and acknowledge the amazing things about yourself and showcase it because the world needs it. Yes. Oh, I love, I was like, were you talking to me? Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for that. I received that. I received that. Um, all right. I always love to end with this last question because we do not celebrate ourselves enough as women. And you've already talked about like loving yourself and doing all these things and being that for yourself. So what is something that you just love about yourself right now, Marta? Oh my gosh. I definitely think it's along the lines of the persistence. That's something that at times I have shamed myself for, or I have been shamed, even if it was indirectly of being so obstinate about things. And it it has been through human design in seeing that I have a defined ego. And like I said, that masculine energy that at times can come to a fault. I recognize that I need to prioritize rest and uh, surrender more, but in recognizing that that is part of who I am, right? The talk of there's nothing wrong with me that it's literally there. This is part of my makeup. 
and understanding how that's a gift to the world, you know? So I'm very grateful that I have this part of me because not everybody does. So I get to contribute with that. And again, in that role model piece, I, I am celebrating that I am a make it happen person. If there is something that I want, it may take me a few years, but I'm going to make it happen. And then I can help people do it too. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. And you're, you're showing your kids the same way and you're, right. you're showing them that like, Hey, anything I want, I can make happen, that's right. you know, over time. It doesn't matter how long you just keep going at it. So mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. How can people find you? Because everyone is going to want to find you, Marta. Yay. I hope so. Well, <laughs> just find me on social media, Marta Spirk at that's S P I R K and my website, martaspirk.com. I recently revamped the website and I'm super excited. It looks beautiful. So go check it out. <laughs> Awesome. I will make sure I have that in the show notes. Everybody can find you. So thank you so much for this conversation today. Um, It was really heartfelt and just fabulous. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Bye. Thanks. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you felt like you were hanging out with your bestie because now more than ever, we need community and connection. If you loved this conversation and have a friend who you believe needs to hear this, please share this episode with them. It could transform their day. Share it on social too, because you never know who needs to hear this message. Follow this podcast on Spotify or subscribe on Apple so you will never miss an episode and don't have to go searching for it each week. Make your life easier, my friend. Your support means the world to me. If you found inspiration today, take a second and leave me five stars and a personal written review on Apple Podcast so more moms feel less alone. That's how this message gets out to more mamas. If you want to stay connected on other levels, check out my new website, melissaclampett.com. There you'll be able to subscribe to my newsletter, send me a personal message, join the Reawakened Mom Circle, get free resources, book me to speak at an event, or just check out my musings I write about this amazing life. I can't wait to get to know you on a personal level. If you want to continue this conversation and take action on something we talked about today, join me and other mamas in our free Facebook group, the Reawakened Mom Group. It's linked in the show notes because who has time to write it all down? Remember, we're stronger together. We're stronger supporting each other. We are stronger lifting each other up. We are stronger sharing our journeys and stories because you're not alone, like ever. I believe in you, mama. I see you. I hear you. I am Melissa Clampett, and this is the Reawakened Mom Podcast.